to another episode of the Adrian Ross Show on the BMG Network. Thank you for tuning in at the bmgnetwork.com or on the BMG Network's YouTube channel or on a major podcast platform. I'm glad you're tuned into this really important conversation. I know I never call it important, right? That's a first (laughs) joking. Of course, it's always important what we talk about. And today is especially important because it has to do with something we all are concerned about. And that is safety. And I want to start by saying this with the way things are going in this country right now, somebody's going to get hurt. Let me, let me, let me say it not so formally. Somebody going to get hurt. Somebody going to get hurt. What, what do you mean by that, Adrian? People are getting hurt all the time. Sure. There's violence all the time. Sure. But there's some hurt that's bound to come down that we're not expecting because of the way things are going in the country, because of The haters. Yes, I said haters. Because of irresponsibility. Because people are more concerned with their political agenda than they are with people. Somebody's going to get hurt. So what's my solution to that? My solution is to applaud the Second Amendment. You hear that? Let me do it again, just in case you missed it. That is Adrian Ross applauding the Second Amendment. And I'm applauding the Second Amendment because we need it. And I'm telling you, of course, we've always needed it. But I'm telling you, we seriously need it because of the way folks are acting. And and though I am never encouraging anyone to hurt anyone else. I'm saying that unless some things change, it's bound to happen. Look, I want to talk about two situations. Okay. And and let's bring this whole thing together. When I say somebody's going to get hurt here, we all know that the country is dealing with the aftermath of the Supreme court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. The right decision it was, of course. There is not, nor has there ever been, a right to an abortion in the Constitution. And of course, it was hidden behind this right to privacy, which is also not in the Constitution. But it has caused some people to get all riled up because the Supreme Court made the right decision. And if you think that the Supreme Court has taken away Americans' rights, think again. What the Supreme Court did in that decision is to restore the rights of the American people by placing that issue back into the hands of the state, not unelected folks, but it goes back to the states so that you and I can have a say in it. Now, personally, and I make no mistake about it, I'd like to see no abortion federally. Absolutely. But that's a subject for another day. For now, it is a step in the right direction, okay? 
So the Supreme Court did the right thing because in 1973, the wrong thing was done. So they overturned Roe v. Wade. Okay. And so people are very emotional about it. It's a, it's a topic. Abortion will always be a topic that's going to stir people up. We understand that. We know that. But we also know that we're human beings and we ought to be acting like human beings. But now what we have actually before the decision came down, when the, when the, the rule, when the ruling was leaked and, the, and when the word got out that they would overturn Roe v. Wade, all Hades broke loose then. And Justice Brett Kavanaugh was in danger then. Somebody was trying to kill the man. At his house, outside his house with his family, his children, his wife. And they wanted to take this man out because the rumor got out. The word got out. It was leaked that Roe v. Wade would be overturned. So now all of a sudden he's fair game to try to take out. And this is where I say somebody is going to get hurt because instead of people doing the right thing, like the people on the left, on the far left, like people who represent our president, people who represent supposedly our nation in our house and our and, and in, in our house of representatives and in, in the Senate and all that. And instead of people who have a voice, who has a who people who have a platform saying there is no place for that. Instead of people talking about. You know, you shouldn't be going to Supreme Court justices' homes. Forget about the, uh, the uh, attempt to assassinate. Just going to their homes and protest. No, you shouldn't be doing that. Instead of doing that, they start, they start talking about uh, peaceful protests. Well, as far as I understand, I mean, my understanding is that it is not lawful to protest Supreme Court justices at their home, period. Peaceful or otherwise. It's not lawful. And our Supreme Court justices have to be able to do their jobs without this kind of nonsense. It's just not right and it's not lawful either. And when people have had an opportunity to speak on that, instead they sided with their agenda, which we know is this radical pro-abortion agenda. And so they don't care about what's right. They don't necessarily care about, about how things are done. They don't care that Brett Kavanaugh, his children, his wife are in, are in danger. It's just about abortion. It's sick. And this is why I say I'm thankful for the second amendment. And I'm not, I, I hope we never have to use the second amendment in terms of, of self-protection protecting families and stuff like that. We'd like not to, but people have lost their ever loving minds and they're running up on people and somebody, God forbid, but unless somebody wakes up, unless folks wakes up, somebody going to get hurt because now they've gone from, from being outside their homes protesting to, to, you know, now they've gone from trying to, to, to kill, having a plan to kill a Supreme court justice as in Brett Kavanaugh, who else, you know, is on their list. But now the dude can't even go out and eat in a restaurant. You heard what happened, what happened the other day? People 
people just gathering outside to protest and he's got to he's got to leave out the back door because dude can't even sit down and eat because he did his job. And and then when you ask people like, for example, Pete Buttigieg, which Buttigieg, I hope I say that trying to say the name right. You know, I'm talking about ran for president is currently the United States Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. When he was asked about it, he's, you know, basically saying, you know, you get what you get. You know what you're signing up for. You, you, you went against, you, you took away the rights of people, the, the quote unquote right to an abortion. You know, hey, you're not going to be free from criticism. So it's okay if you don't if you don't get to eat peacefully at a restaurant. It's okay if people break the law or protest out in front of your home. It's okay that folks are trying to kill you because you ought to know what you are up against. Really? So then I say this while 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 you say, well. You know, these protesters are just exercising their First Amendment rights. I say to you that we have a Second Amendment, too. And some of these people who have ill intent toward whether it's Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh or whether it's other people who are pro-life being harassed by people, somebody's going to get hurt. And I'm not prophesying that, saying, you know, declaring that it should be. I don't want it to be. And that's why I'm saying people better check themselves before they wreck themselves. Because there are people who are so ridiculously partisan, so far left, so absolutely insane whenever it comes to abortion, that they're willing to hurt folks. And there are some folks who don't want to be hurt who want to protect themselves and their families, who exercise their Second Amendment and they carry. And then what happens if in defense of themselves, and that's what I'm talking about, if in self-defense, what happens if they have to exercise their rights? So I'm not advocating that. I am not wishing that on anybody. I'm saying it's a reality that people are dangerously harassing other people. And that's not a good thing because when people's rights are violated and meaning that their life is on the line, their safety is on the line, they have a right to defend themselves. So the best thing to do for, for these radical folks is to step back and to sit down and understand that you can't just go around popping off at people and trying to hurt people, trying to kill people, not letting people have their space and, you know, eat in a restaurant and all this other stuff. And then, sure, we know trying to take people out because people are going to defend themselves back off. Again, and I'll say this over and over because I don't want to be misunderstood. 
I'm not suggesting anyone exercise any violence where it's not necessary for the preservation of, you know, your life, your safety and all of that and your, and your loved ones. I'm just saying that people have lost their minds and when they come, come out and they're trying to take you out, you have a right to defend yourself. And unfortunately, that could happen. So I'm grateful, though, for the Second Amendment, because, I mean, you these days you can have a sticker on your car, a pro-life sticker on your car, which I have. A pro-life sticker on your car and and some nut mad about Roe v. Wade being overturned. Could absolutely go bonkers. That's where we are. That's the state that we're, we're in. And I say, God help us. When we say God bless America, I really mean it. God, please bless America, not just America, the world. But I'm focused on America right now and our Supreme Court and not just our Supreme Court, but people in general who are being harassed and everything else. So that's the Supreme Court situation that I wanted to talk about. But I also want to talk about another situation in which I'm glad we have a Second Amendment. Even though this kind of is a little bit different than than the right to to bear arms. In this case, it was self-defense via a knife. You probably have heard the story of Jose Alba, the immigrant, the owner of the bodega in New York City. Who was arrested and charged with murder because he stabbed someone to death in his store. The prosecutor is Alvin Bragg, who interestingly is uh, George Soros funded, apparently, reportedly. But in any case, Jose Alba ended up fatally stabbing 35-year-old Austin Simon. Because this Austin stormed behind the counter of this bodega and began to attack the bodega owner, Alba, who video footage showed didn't didn't initiate a fight, didn't want to stab Austin, seemed to try to avoid that. From what we understand, from what video footage shows, but he found himself in a situation where it was his life or the other guy's life. And the other guy was trying to take him out. And Alba also was stabbed in the altercation himself. But he ended up grabbing the knife and fatally stabbing this dude who clearly was on the attack. And so now, of course, and, and, and let, me, let me say this too, um, that the assailant was, you know, apparently a, a violent ex-con, reportedly, okay? And so he's no, he apparently is no angel. I don't know if his, if his, if his life was cleaned up at some point and this was, you know, a, a fluke situation, but, eh, you know, come on. I'm not saying that's the case. I don't believe that's the case. 
what I do know, though, is that what video footage shows is that he went after this Alba, this 61 year old man in his store, comes behind the counter and tries to take him out. So this guy, I say Second Amendment. Now, this guy doesn't you know, he didn't have a, he didn't have a gun. He didn't use a gun, but he used what he had for self-defense. He used what was there and he grabbed that knife and he did what he had to do to protect his own life. And how does he feel about it now? He spoke out on it on Monday and he apologized to the family. He is, quote, very sad. And I read some comments on an article about him being very sad and about him apologizing and saying, you know, I didn't think this would happen. I didn't want this to happen and that he was in he was in shock. He didn't know what to do. And that he was he was very sad, you know. Um, and when he was asked what would the message be for the, this dead man's grieving family? He said he was sorry. He said, quote, I, I tell them that in Spanish, he said, I tell them that I didn't want to do this. You know, and he went on to say how sad he was. He, he said that he, I, he said, quote, I asked that they please forgive me because I didn't want to do that. And I read some of the, some of the comments in the article and people were saying, you don't need to ask for forgiveness from this family. You know, we we saw it. You know, you did what you had to do and then to be charged with murder. And so there's a whole lot of backlash about that. And, and, you know, prayerfully that whole thing will be, will be cleared up because it's, it was obvious that he was just defending himself. Didn't want to be in this situation. So again, what, what does this have to do with the second amendment? He used the knife, but I'm saying that we live in a we live in a situation in a time where we have to be able to protect ourselves and the second amendment is is one way that people are able to do that again i am never ever an advocate for people willy-nilly popping off and shooting people and all that stuff that's that's not what law abiding citizens want what law-abiding citizens want is a way to protect themselves. Law-abiding citizens want to know that in a situation like this where some apparent, you know, thug tries to take you out, you're not a sitting duck. And this is why people get riled up against the left's gun control because in many if not most instances you're controlling people's ability law-abiding citizens ability to protect themselves protect their families because criminals don't follow the law so what you're doing and you've heard it a million times, is putting the kibosh on people who need to have the right to protect themselves. And just as I said, when I said somebody going to get hurt, here's exhibit A, where somebody got hurt. Now, his intention was to hurt someone else, and he, and he did, but he paid the price for his stupid, unlawful, evil acts. And I'm sorry that he is no more. I never want to see anybody die like this. 
And Alba didn't want to see it either. But he also knows, I'm sure, that if he did not do what he did, he probably would have been the one lying in the pool of blood. So I, I'm just using these two examples. Again, he didn't, he didn't use a gun, but I'm using these two examples to talk about the fact that things are off the hook. And, you know, the Bible says that, that it's going to wax worse and worse. Evil, it's going to get worse and worse. And so we can't expect excuse me to, to call it like this, but you can't expect the devil to act like an angel. So folks who are devilish are going to act like devils, you know? And so having the second amendment, that right is so important and it must be protected because you got, when you have people who are coming after, who don't care. I mean, they just don't care to come. They come after the Supreme Court, um, the Supreme Court justice because they don't, they don't like um, the, a ruling. He's got to be able to protect himself and his family. And then you've got people like Alba who is just trying to, you know, he's an immigrant in this country, a 61-year-old man. He's just trying to do his thing. He's trying to run his business and somebody comes in tries to take him out, yeah, he has to be able to defend himself. You and me, we're, same thing. We have to be able to protect ourselves. So there's my case. There is my case where we've got to wake up, stop acting like people are going to be nice. People ain't nice unless they know Jesus Folks just ain't what we would call nice in the sense that we need nice these days. All right. So thank God for our Second Amendment. Thank God for people like Brett Kavanaugh, who um, who knew and other justices who knew the hammer was coming down, but they did the right thing anyway. Thank God that Jose Alba is alive today. Yeah. So that there's my there's my uh there's my deal. Here's my deal. So thank you for tuning in to this I told you it was important, this important episode of the Adrian Ross show on the BMG network. And please go to the bmgnetwork.com and check out the other podcasts that are uh, engaging and enlightening, informative and also entertaining. And also follow on uh Facebook the BMG Network, and go to YouTube, the BMG Network YouTube channel, where you can leave a comment there as well as in Facebook. Go to uh, a major podcast platform, leave a rating and a review. Love to hear from you. AdrianRossCom at gmail.com is another way you can reach out to me. Tell me where I'm wrong. Tell me where I'm right. Love to hear your voice. So God bless you abundantly, and I'll catch you on the next episode of The Adrian Ross Show. The Adrian Ross Show was produced and edited in the BMG studio. The music was provided by Kevin McLeod. Find more episodes of The Adrian Ross Show at thebmgnetwork.com and major podcast platforms. Be sure to tune in regularly. You don't want to miss even one episode.